Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. I'm absolutely buzzing. The full time's gone at the Britannia Stadium. It's finished Stoke nil, Newcastle United 1. Get in. What a result. Again, a massive, massive six-pointer victory. We did it away to West Ham a few weeks ago. We defended stoutly against a very, very tough Man City side, only conceding the one goal. A lot of people were very disappointed and frustrated with the draw against Brighton, but it was a clean sheet, and we've just got a back-to-back -back clean sheet in the game today against Stoke, who really didn't pose too much of a threat, but you wondered if it was going to be a case of plenty of more chances, as usual, and has still not been able to find the back of the net once again. But a Jose Perez's goal from uh, Murphy's superb assist... And with a little help from my man of the match today, Carl Darlow in goal. Who would have thunk it? Carl Darlow's come in for Elliot in his injury. And as much as he didn't fill me with masses of confidence in the Brighton game, he still kept a clean sheet there. And today he has he's as much to thank for the for these three points as anybody else on the pitch. His saves were absolutely tremendous. He had a great one tipped over from um, Chupa Moting, I think, in the first half. That was going top corner. And then, from then, he's made some point-blank saves. There was a scramble at the end. Absolutely magnificent. I mean, dogged defending. There were bodies on the line. I mean, it was it was really... The last 20 minutes there, I, I'm, you can tell I'm still... The, the adrenaline's still coursing around my veins. I will settle down in a second, I'm sure. But the... The way in those last 20 minutes that we like we defended against West Ham, with you know we're, we're putting our in, almost our necks on the line. The defending was we were as one as a unit. And Rafa Benitez, there was I, I couldn't believe yesterday in my video for the Brighton review that I was hearing so many calls for Rafa out. I know that one. Game shouldn't really change it, but if you consider what he's done over the Christmas period, lots of games, tight fixtures, very, very few days to recover in between. He's got a win against West Ham. We've only we've, we've uh, conceded very, very narrowly. Uh, a narrow uh, defeat against Man City, the best team in the league by a mile. Goalless draw against Brighton, who couldn't take more points off us. And we've won away to Stoke. So we've got two away wins, a home draw, two clean sheets, seven points out of four. That's magnificent form. Given where we were at the last, the previous couple of months and it looked like we were dropping like a stone. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. The bottom of the half of the table is still extremely tight. But if we look at league positions at the moment, Newcastle have leapfrogged up into 13th behind... One point behind Brighton, who drew earlier. Two points behind Huddersfield, who uh, got beat at Leicester today. And there's a potential that Southampton could overtake us. Crystal Palace could come level on points when they play again. But we have such a superior goal difference, which is now minus 10, which is now the joint best in the bottom half. And that's those are the win those are the the mini victories and battles that we need to be ahead of the game in terms of the relegation battle, which we're still massively in a relegation battle, but what a diff... Hey, sorry, I forgot to mention everyone. Happy New Year. Happy 2018. Not bad this year. I'm enjoying it. Let's keep this up. Um, 
I just think from the first half performance, we really asserted ourselves as the best team out there. I think I think Atsu was probably our most dangerous player. We seemed to be involved in a lot of counter-attacks. Again, Stoke had a fair amount of possession, but I felt pretty much like Brighton, I felt they were quite blunt up front. Shakiri was in the end was getting booed by his own fans for not trying hard enough, so you know, there's a lot of talent in that Stoke side, but a bit like Arnautovic, who a few Stoke fans weren't massively sad to see the back of. I mean, he's on a great run at the minute, but he's one of those players who does not make the most of his potential, who is a bit hit and miss. And I think Shakiri, who again has been on pretty sterling form the last month, month and a half, he just hasn't put the effort in there. Um, I was really impressed with their right back, Edwards. I thought he was very quick. Uh, got a lot of physicality about him and I thought he's quite dangerous going forward. He seemed to sort of match the abilities of, of Yedlin in that way. But, you know, Atsu had a chance in the, early in the, in the first half that was kind of dragged wide, it was deflected. He then got a, got a knockdown on the edge of the box and he's just trying to open his body up with his left on his left foot and just try and, um, I guess, stroke it into that top left-hand corner. But he, he's, he's rushed the finish and, and, you know, he had a swipe against um, against Brighton in the second half where he just he just lacked that bit of composure. And you were kind of thinking, ah, he's just... And, and without Hosselu and Gale on the pitch, remarkably, obviously Rafa believing in the in the squad rotation given we've had a couple of games within a couple of days of each other. But it was Perez up front leading the line and Atsu almost was given a, a kind of free roll, I guess, just behind Perez. And it allowed him just to cause havoc in different areas of the of the box. So we had that shot on the left hand side of the box first, uh, the one where he tried to open his body up on the middle of the goal, and then after that he had a shot blocked from the right hand side of the box. So with Atsu playing in behind in a sort of free roll, from what I could make out, he was able to pop him in different places and have you know it was difficult for them to maybe pick him up and to nullify his attacking threat. As it happens, in terms of shots on target, Atsu was his, nullified his own attacking threat by not hitting the target. But by half time, we'd already had three shots on target, which was more than we managed in total against Brighton and in total against Man City as well. So there was a definite improvement uh, there. Just looking at more of the stats, we've ended the game with 41.5% possession. So again, we absolutely played on the counter-attack. Um, and we've managed six goals, uh, sorry, six shots on target out of 13, um, 11 and four for, for Stoke. So in terms of, I guess, creating those clear-cut chances, we were definitely uh, worthy of it. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a strange one in the, in the, in the, in the second half, because when Gail came on, I think he was absolutely the perfect substitution to bring on because, you know, in, in Vimmer, and Zuma, I, I think their acceleration from standing position isn't great. Zuma can pick up some pace once he... He's a bit like Titus Bramble Zuma, although a lot more talented, in that, you know, getting... 0-60 is very slow, but actually when he's, when he's running at full pace, he's like a steam train. Um, and if he caught... <laughs> I mean, you, you can see the damage he's done in, in the past. So, there was a penalty shout. Um, I think it was a... An absolutely fantastic ball through from 
Ah, I can't remember who it was. Possibly Murphy, possibly Perez. Whoever definitely had a seven on the back. But a reverse ball from the right-hand side caught everybody out. And Gale is alert and going straight for it. And Zuma, it's such a clumsy challenge. Zuma's kind of got his hands on Gale. No, doesn't get near the ball. Gale's obviously trying to get away from him. And the referee's just, no, no way, no chance is what, he, what, is what I, I saw in mouth to the Newcastle players who were protesting. And you just think, you know, we've had a few penalty shouts over the last few games. Yes, Gale dived against Man City. Yes, the Marino shout in Brighton's game, I don't think was a, a penalty, but I think Gale had a decent shout in the Brighton game as well. And I just thought this was going to be another one where that could so easily be, so easily be a penalty so easily I don't know what Zuma's doing he's nowhere near the ball it's clumsy he's coming he's bundling to the back of him I, if, again if that's not a penalty I don't know what I'm not sure exactly what the rules are has he judged Gale to be already falling I don't think he was because there was a ball there was a ball to retrieve there and he was going to get there he was massively going to get there I thought um, some of our delivery today was again a little disappointing. <sighs> Richie again. Um, I thought Murphy was really bright. And... But, 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 but before we scored, and, and this was in the first half as well as, as the second, Stoke seemed to have kind of one route, one direct route to goal that seemed to be the most dangerous, yet we couldn't, for the life of us, stop the threat. And that threat was Charlie Adam deep on the left-hand side, whipping it in for Peter Crouch. Now, we all know that Charlie Adam has good delivery. We all know that Crouch is very good in the air. And they really threatened from that a few times. And I was very concerned that that was going to be our undoing because it was, a, it, was a, it was not necessarily a weakness for us, but they were exploiting a very good advantage that they'd, you know, managed to, you know, managed to identify. Adam's ability to whip a ball in from anywhere within the, his own half. I mean, he had a shot from halfway trying to emulate that Chelsea goal, which Carl Darlow had uh, had covered. But I thought, I thought Darlow, in general, seemed to be more confident and offer more authority in his own box, which I didn't feel he was able to do against Brighton. And it didn't fill me with any confidence. But I think against Stoke, and I think a few good saves instills that confidence into you as well that early that, that chip promoting one in the, in the in the first half was was absolutely crucial to that and he made another blank, point blank range save as well but the goal came from I think it was again I think it was Charlie Adam who's given the ball away in in the middle of the park and I thought if anyone was going to score in the Brighton game a couple of days ago it was going to be from a mistake given how slippy the the, 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 the ground was for example and and this is but I wouldn't like to say that the goal against Stoke came from a, a mistake. Yes, they've given away possession, but Murphy's received it and he's had a look around and there's nobody there. So you think, okay, right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to carry this. So he sort of runs down, he picks it up quite centrally. He runs kind of diagonally towards, the, you know, the corner of the, uh, the right hand side of the box. And once he gets into that position, he... The, the ball he delivers is absolutely superb. He just curls one round uh, the left back and round the centre backs and 
Perez is already onto this like a, like a flash. His anticipation is superb. But in fairness, Murphy's put it on a plate for Jose Perez. It was a it was a defence splitting ball. It's the kind of ball that if De Bruyne had done it, it'd be splashed all over the back pages. We'd see replay after replay and all match of the days in Sky Sports, for example, and BT Sport. But it it was absolutely brilliant and what an important assist from Murphy. I think he's been threatening it the last month or so. He's grown in confidence. I think Rafa's been able to trust him by putting him ahead of the likes of Richie and Atsu at times. And again, it was Atsu who's brought off for Gale. It wasn't it wasn't Murphy, and and that's turned out to be a fantastic um, substitution and decision by Rafa Benitez. And Perez has just anticipated it, middle of the goal. Butland's there, can't do anything about it, and he's just kind of hit it with almost like the outside of his right foot, the top uh, with his laces, brushed it past um, Jack Butland in goal. And what an important goal that has proved to be, and what an important three points that's proved to be. But the game wasn't over there. I mean, we had other chances going forward. Um, Shelby delivering a free kick in, and you'd just like to think that a second goal would have absolutely killed him off. But of course... When Newcastle United, we don't score many, we don't win many, and if we are in a winning position, it ain't going to be easy, and it, and, it, and it wasn't. There was a few chances that we almost broke in the last sort of 10, 15 minutes, where just a bit of composure earns us some territory up the pitch so we can calm down, but no, very much like the West Ham game, we kept just booting it out, they kept coming forward again, aiming for the head of Crouch, Bodies flying in the way. I thought Clark had a much better game today, although I haven't mentioned yet the miss of the season so far from Kieran Clark. He won't thank me for uh, reminding me of him, assuming, of course, that he watches this. He's, it was a corner from Matt Ritchie in the first half. Flicked on. He's given it this, what Shelby does, doesn't he? He does the, uh, does the old brushing the, brushing the sides of the head. Perez has headed it on front post. And and Clark Clark is steaming at the back post, and I don't know I don't know what part of his foot it's hit, possibly is kind of the top of his instep or something, but it's it he's he's two three yards out. The net has to bulge, you know, that should have been the full shot on target at half time. Wow, he's absolutely skied Butland breathes out a huge sigh of relief. Clark can't believe it. Head in hands. And that should be 1-0 at half-time, and that should be us marching on to quite a comfortable victory, given how blunt I thought Stoke were. But in, in, instead, um, five minutes after that, in the, in the first half, sorry to backtrack, but I'm just remembering uh, some of the match now. Again, a fantastic ball whipped in from Charlie Adam, and Clark throws himself with a diving header to clear the ball, and crouches behind him going for the diving header. That's... That's uh, that's one that's one nil if Clark doesn't make that interception. So I believe Clark has almost redeemed himself in that one moment. But I thought Clark was very assured today. I've sometimes criticised him a little bit over the last uh, couple of months that his his form hasn't been as good as his championship form. I still believe that Rafa probably prefers Lejeune over him, but with Lejeune being out injured. But I thought he did very well. Um, I thought Lascelles was pretty solid as well, maybe not as pronounced um, as, as his performance against Brighton, which I thought he dominated, um, Jamal Lascelles, but 
Shelby offered us an outlet. I thought Diame was busy and got his body in the way. And maybe we did need something refreshed up front with, with Perez. We sort of went with a 4-4-1-1, which again is a curveball and it's difficult for teams to try and prepare against one kind of tactic. And if Rafa Benitez has the adaptability and flexibility to change up his options, to rest people, to bring others in that are hungry. And we've shown how hungry a squad we have with that victory today because make no bones about it, a game like this is far, far more difficult than the game against Man City in a completely enti entirely different way, of course. But the fact that there's two, there's two clubs battling directly against each other, rivals in the bottom half, fighting for their lives, trying to stop the rot of poor performances and poor runs. And Mark Hughes is on a hiding and nothing at the minute because I think he's lost seven of the last ten. He's really in trouble and this result today will not do anything. I mean, the, the, the Stoke fans were holding up uh, placards and, and signs to say Hughes out. I think they're very adamant uh, who's to blame for their poor form. And bar for a couple of, uh, certainly the minority of Newcastle fans, I think most of the Newcastle fans can identify that it's not the manager that's doing the bad job. It is a owner who continues to neglect this side. As I'm speaking, it's it's January, of course, the transfer window's open, but does Rafa Benitez know what his budget is? Have we made any moves on any players already? We need to bring players in ASAP. Absolutely vital. We've obviously got the FA Cup game against Luton next weekend, so we've got a bit of a break from the Premier League. I'd like to think that we can bypass Luton and Rob Lee's sons, but Luton have been goal machines this this season they've certainly scored seven a couple of times and that's pretty impressive so we'll have to be very mindful of that and I think there'll be more rotation I can understand why he didn't play Dummett today Mankio got the nod and I think because Dummett's coming back from injury he doesn't want to overdo uh, his involvement in the first team he's trying to be sensible I mean this, this is the kind of stuff that Pardew would rush players back when they weren't fully fit and then he did it with Aaron's a couple of times and Aaron's would then be injured for another month, for two months, he'd set them back and he didn't trust his players to do a job because I don't think he fully knew what he was doing, Alan Pardew. It was, as I said before in the previous videos, he was a kind of roll of the dice kind of guy, one trick pony, McLaren was the same, but Benitez is showing he's able to utilise a fuller squad and that's that's been proven over the last, certainly four games, this Christmas period, with two wins, a draw and a defeat to a single goal against the best team in the league. If you paint it like that, and the fact that Rafa Benitez wanted 20 points by, um, well, midnight last night, uh, by the end of 2017 he wanted 20 points. Only a few hours later, he's now got 22 points. So I would say, in that respect, we are absolutely back on track. We are now six points clear from bottom uh, the two bottom teams, uh, which are um, Swansea and West Brom, they're both on 16 points and we're on 22 now. There's a few games to play. West Ham have a couple of games in hand, for example, so that and, and Crystal Palace have to play again. So there's we might be in 13th at the time of recording, but the league isn't settled in terms of this round of fixtures. Plenty more football to come, and we could still drop further, but I think it's important that we're at least six points clear of two teams in the league who are starting to drift away 
uh, from the rest of the bottom half there. But I must say, having watched that game, it was really, really exciting. And Carl Darlow, absolute man of the match for me. I criticised him a little bit at the weekend, uh, sorry, um, a couple of days ago. Yes, it was the weekend, I guess. Um, I criticised him on Saturday and he, I mean, he going back to the game in the dying minutes when Stoker throwing the kitchen sink at us, long, as you can imagine, long balls up to Gord's Crouch. Um, Mame, Biram, Diouf comes on as well. Who he's had previous scoring against us, I think, or certainly I know he's played well against us in previous fixtures. And I think, I think Crouch has nodded the ball down in a busy, crowded penalty area from a corner. Diouf is there, and Darlow's just... He's absolutely thrown himself. I mean, we're talking six-yard line, uh, six-yard box, thrown himself, point-blank range, gets an important uh, body part to it. Again, I can't remember what it came off, but Diarmi cannot believe uh, that he's... Um, sorry, Diouf. <laughs> Diarmi. Diouf cannot believe that he hasn't put the ball in there. I couldn't believe it. Mark Hughes cannot believe it. And Mark Hughes is, will be uh, cursing his luck there because that could have potentially uh, saved or gone some way to saving his Stoke career and I think he's in dire straits there but it's Rafa Benitez that silences critics in what was an absolutely vital six-pointer at the Britannia the last time we won at the Britannia Stadium can you remember it was 2011 I think and it was a Denver Bar hat-trick which was obviously very ironic at the time because Stoke had He'd basically failed a medical at Stoke and they didn't want to sign him anymore. Newcastle took the chance and he stuck a hat-trick past them on their own ground, which was, I remember, I think it was a Monday night football match. It was beautiful to watch. And equally beautiful to watch was today's vital, vital victory back at the Britannia. It's finished. Stoke nil. Newcastle United won. We've gone up the league on to 22 points. Joint best goal difference in the bottom half of the Premier League. Back-to-back -back clean sheets. So hats off to that defence. Hats off to Carl Darlow, the man of the match. And well done to everyone else as well. And Murphy, I think he really needed that. And to, to think that it was the way that he went about his assist, which I really liked. He sort of... He's not a senior player in that team. He's got people shouting at him. He's quite young still. He's not... He hasn't got much authority on that side. But do you know what? He took. He was very assertive in that moment. And he took the game by the scruff of the neck and he made something happen out of nothing. He looked around him. He thought, do you know what? Let's go on a dribble. He went on a dribble and delivered a perfect game-winning ball to Jose Perez, who seals us the three points. Fantastic. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm going to leave it there. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Get your comments in below. What did you think of the game? We're on SoundCloud and iTunes as well if you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast, this vlog. Um, get, get yourselves over there as well if you prefer not to see uh, my face when, you, when you're hearing about the game. Follow us on Twi Twitter and Facebook as well. We're, of course, all over those as well. I've been Adam of the Two Network. What a few days it's been over Christmas period. Two wins. One draw and a defeat against the champions elect Man City. But I'll take three points out of three for 2018.
so far. I've been Adam. This has been the Two Network Match Report. Cheers, everyone. See you soon. Bye, bye. <laughs>